Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM, where myself, Kyle Tshera, and John Tshera, uh, with me now, go, are going to show you, talk about, and go over our experience in real estate and how to build wealth for you and your family. This week, we will be talking about planting a tree of wealth. And if at any point during this podcast or any point during your day or life, you would like more info on any of this or would like to, you know, get a quote or valuation on your properties or whatever else you want to talk to us about, send us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com or give us a call at 817-818-9039 and we would be happy to talk to you about anything you want. But otherwise, we're going to talk to you today about... Planting a tree of wealth. What does that mean, Joan? Well, planting a tree. I talk a lot about this. We talk about it during our – we mention it a lot during our podcast. I talk about this with my clients. And the funnest time I have talking about planting a tree is at closing. When we're at the closing table, I like to tell my clients, you finally planted your tree. This is it. <laughs> this is day one. This is the day you've planted the tree. And by that time, they know what I'm talking about because they've already heard me say it enough times. Planting the tree of wealth is is using using real estate to build wealth. Um, you've got to plant it and get that started at some point, and that's what everyone seems to struggle with, right? And it's, it's you use it often because it's a powerful analogy. It's one that uh, can be related to easily. Um, because it's not, you said it's real estate specific. I mean, we, we talk about it in the real estate aspect, but it's not just that. It's, it's not. It's really about investing and investing in uh, planting a tree no matter where it is, right? That's why it's the tree of wealth. Um, it should have multiple branches and maybe multiple trees. And <laughs> <laughs> well, well, a tree could be, you could have multiple trees as I look at it, right? And you've heard me say this, Kyle. I tell people all the time, there's really two really great ways to build generational wealth for yourself. And that is to build a great business, right? Mm -hmm. That where you can leverage yourself or, and or through a piece of real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And so I believe that people should own as many pieces of real estate as they can get their hands on in their lifetime and hang on to them so that each one of those is a separate business. In this case, in this correlation today, we're going to talk about each one of those is a tree and each one of those trees is building wealth for yourself. So when it gets big, provides shade, has leaves and all that stuff on it, that's the wealth mm -hmm. that you're looking for. Well, standing over you. So that's right. Well, let's start with when is a good time to plant the tree? So, a lot of people, Kyle, they think in terms of, well, you play in the stock market, so you get this. A lot of people think in terms of timing, right? Mm -hmm. I need to buy low and sell high. How many times have you heard that, right? A lot, not with real estate necessarily, but it's <laughs> that's tough to do with real estate because we can't, we don't have a lot of downturns in our history, and they're very hard to predict. Okay, um, even two thousand eight was tough to predict exactly when it was going to happen, even if it was a predictable outcome in the short term. But those things don't happen very, very often. So my short answer to that question is, as soon as possible. You can't, you can't get the wealth until you plant that tree in the ground. You're not going to get that big shady tree until you get it in the ground and get it started growing. It's part of that is, you know, the tree itself growing and that takes time. Yep. So that's why you say the good time is now. That's right. And now, and then 
the other answer is, is also now. Almost all these answers are going to be They're just now. now. Because if it wasn't already done, then you can't go back in the past, but do it now. You know, Or I, I, w- I would characterize it as as soon as possible because you may need to save money to buy the tree, right? You may need to get things in order to be able to be equipped to take care of the tree. So there's all those things to take, to take into consideration. So I would say instead of now, I would say as soon as you can. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've heard... I, I, one of my common things I talk to people about and I hear all the time, and we'll dive into this more, but you just said it, saving money up to to plant, you know, to afford the tree or your down payment or whatever. And even more common is everyone wants to save up more than they need to plant the tree. Mm-hmm. And I always, always come back to the same thing. I'm like, well, it's going to take you more. The more time goes on, the more money you need to save to plant the tree. So once you're capable, um, if that's your only, you know, you want to put down 20%, so that's great. Well, the 5% you would have put down if you just did it now um, is is what, you know, 20%, t- the 20% you would need now could cost you, or in five years or whatever, could be the 5% you need then. You're reminding so. me, you're right, Kyle, and you're reminding me that we've done a past podcast on how this wealth building works, right? Oh, yeah. So we probably ought to remind people that you can go back and listen to how that appreciation of value versus the pay down of a mortgage creates this gap that we call Um, Well, it's equity is what it is, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're calling your wealth building. And in addition to that, you kind of have the gravy, which we're going to call fruit here, um, of the cash flow, right? Yeah, well, let's let's stick to the analogy real quick. Okay, so we jumped into this a little bit. So should I wait for a good growing season? So this is a this is a great question. So I'm trying to correlate this to tree growth, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we're asking the questions the way they are, so people can. Um, analogize or, or compare to the same questions that they have regarding real estate. And they ask me every day, well, is, is, should I wait for uh, a, a good season to when things are going up? Well, that's always happening. Like in our, especially here in our market, DFW, they, they pretty much consistently go up all the time. Mm-hmm. We have small blips that go down. But they're small blips. And for the most part, things are rising in a healthy market three to five percent every year. Now we've seen we've seen seven, eight, ten, up to twelve percent in in uh, equity, you know, um, rise year over year. But that's not normal. Even three to five percent is great. It's not normal, but I mean, I, the mm-hmm. numbers came out last week, uh, f- federally at least, uh, for the whole country, and uh, what you spent a year ago. Uh, a year ago, what you're spending today is 18% higher on 18%. houses. 18%. Yeah, that's a so, big jump. So if I have a $300,000 house, which is just under our median price range here in DFW. So let's say I have a $300,000 house. That is, if I'm doing math right, that is $56,000 yeah. in one year. So back to your, your point, when is a good time to do this? If I had waited one year, I would have missed out on $56,000 in equity build. Yeah. And I mean, I've been talking to others, people that I've been talking to for three, four years about this, right? Well, what you could have bought four years ago, this is, we're yeah. talking about a year mark. Um, we don't need to dive into the four year mark, but 
Hey, it's, do these people we keep talking about on this podcast, do they listen to the podcast, do you think? I don't know. I mean, there's more than one of them. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> they know who they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to specify why we're prioritizing this analogy, because I think that's important too, like planting a tree. It's, it's an important analogy, and we stick to it, and we base these things off of it, because it it removes a lot of that emotional aspect that we continually say mm-hmm. that you should be removing from your investment decisions as much yep. as possible. When you look at it as a tree, that tree starts to wither and needs some water. It's not looking so good. You're not just going to cut the tree down and give up, right, when you're talking about a tree. Well, emotions make people jump to think or jump or think about jumping to just doing that with real estate. Oh, my gosh, there's an AC that needs replacement. All right, sell it. And mm-hmm. it's just not the way to do it because when you replace that AC unit, now you're not now, – now you should be thinking – Now it's even more valuable. Yeah, now it's more valuable. Probably 15, 20 years I won't have to deal with this issue because what they were – you know, HVAC systems made in the 90s and early 2000s are not of the same quality that they are today. Um, there's regulatory reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. But the point is it's the truth. You know, you have more efficient – all that stuff. So I'm, I'm digging into the apples now. So, <laughs> um, but let's, let's, let's continue on the analogy. So should I wait for a bad growing season when it's cheaper? So this is the same, kind of the same question, right? Kind of in reverse. Right? Should I so wait? It's about timing again, right? <laughs> yeah. This is about timing. Should I wait till things get cheaper? Should I wait till the, you know, I, I don't want to, I have to buy that tree for $50 and put it in the ground right now. What if I wait till next summer and that tree only cost me $30, right? And so I would say we just talked about it. If we bring this back to a house, you would have missed out on $56,000 if you'd waited and, to and, save that. And by what you said year difference. over year, that's it's definition of a risky bet. You're by definition putting putting your putting a bet down on a low odds result it's there's a low chance of things getting cheaper in the real estate market yep. there's an even lower chance of you timing that tiny blip That's in the right. real estate market You're exactly you know? right because it's not stocks you don't jump on your computer and be like this is my house now and then tomorrow I'll be like, I sold it. Like, that's not how real estate transactions work or timelines work. Houses are almost always more expensive later on than they are now. Yeah. Period. That's almost always true, like 99% of the time. And very few, there's, like I said, there are blips on the radar that have gone down. There's so few and far between. If you're sitting around waiting for that to happen, then you're never going to plant your tree. Because it's not going to get cheaper. And when it does, it gets bought up and, you know, yeah. <laughs> it gets the bought institutional up. institutional investors come in and Yeah, and why do you it. think 08 worked, or jumped up so well? It's because it's a dip buy, you know. Jump in, buy it, get it back up. We tell people not to wait or it's all about timing. So that begs the question, what if we're in a good grow- growing season right now? So this is a really good question. It seems like the same question, right? But, mm-hmm. but I presented it this way because... Because this is kind of where we are right now. This is the most common question and the most common question in buyers' minds right now because we're in this crazy market and people don't want to be in this crazy market, right? They don't like, should I be here now? Should I wait? Well, it's not going to get better, okay? It may get less crazy, but still going to be crazy, right? Um, so the answer is 
the, the same answer. Do it as soon as possible, right? I hate to, every one of these answers are pretty much going to be the same, but the point of it is to correlate it with a pain point or a question that real estate buyers have right now. And they're all wondering, should I wait? It's not going to be different in a year. It's not going to be different in two years or three years. And even if it calms down and gets more neutral in five years, by that time, you will have lost, I don't know, we just talked about losing 56 grand in one year. You multiply that by five, that's 250,000. I would doubt it would be that extreme, but, but it could be. Yeah, but take, well, let's simplify it. Take it back to the analogy. You're trying to grow a tree. You're mm-hmm. trying to grow a tree, right? Yep. So is it a good growing season right now? Well, dirt doesn't grow. You know, it doesn't matter. Dirt doesn't care if it's good yep. or bad growing season. So until that seed's planted, you know, two years from now, the size of your tree is going to be dependent on when it was planted more versus how good of seasons it went through. Mm. Um, that's that's the good point. You know, analogy where it, where it ties together is because if you still have dirt and no, no, never put a seed in it, I'll tell good you what point. it's going to be in two years. Can you, you, you figure yep. out what it's going to be in two years? I bet it's hard. To, it's going to be dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be dirt. That's going to be dirt. Yeah. But the tree is going to be two years older, taller, bigger, Withered, stronger. if it's been through hell, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to still be growing. It's still going to be know? growing. Yep. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, that begs the question too, the opposite end of that coin. What if we're in a bad growing season? Do it as soon as possible. Yeah, no, it's still dirt. So, so you <laughs> just you just did, you just made a great correlation, Kyle. I really loved how you, how you painted that picture. And and so now the only advantage we're in a great we're in a bad growing season, right? But usually, what happens when we're in a bad growing season? That would correlate to things aren't going up in real estate right now. They're flat. Maybe they're bad, like they were, you know, twelve years ago. Um. That's the time to buy. Buy the tree while instead of $50, it's $12, right? Buy it. Buy as many as you can at that time. That does not mean that you should wait for that to happen. Don't get me wrong. But if it does happen, buy as much as you can. Yeah. And it's it's like you said 12 years ago, right? Imagine that tree. Let's be real Those about trees that look tree. look good right now. Those trees don't just look good. They don't have any evidence of 12 years ago. There's, it's, it's not a blimp on the tree. It doesn't, if, if that blimp in time may have, you know, it might've been without some water for a little bit there, not been looking so good, but you know, it, it got back at an impressive rate and it probably has grown faster than a, than a linear rate would be. So I have a client that I just went and looked at their house that bought back then in that range, that 08, 09 range about, I think it was 09 when they bought. Southwest Arlington, they bought for $165,000. They just sold their house for four forty. Yeah, and that's that's really good, right? That's that tree they got planted, big. They planted <laughs> that tree, right? So, what if it wasn't such a great season though, right? For for buying and they paid 250 for it. Did they still do pretty good? I think they, they still did pretty good. They still did pretty good, right? And so plant that tree. Worry less about when. Worry less about how much. Plant that tree as soon as possible because it is going to get bigger, right? And it may bear fruit depending on the kind of tree you get, which we're going to get into that, aren't we? <laughs> we are. So let's let's jump a little further. What, what if I 
what if I want as big of a tree as possible as fast as possible? Do I just soak it in water? (laughs) (laughs) Soak it in water. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that is what you need to do. I don't know. So there's all kinds of things that you can do. Like, so when you want to nurture something to health to as fast as possible. So first of all, I brought this question up because that is our mentality in our culture right now. Is it not? Mm -hmm. Like I want everything now. I want it as fast as possible. I mean, we're getting everything as fast as we can, right? Thank God for Amazon. If I want something, I can get it within, shoot, six hours now, it seems like. So, um, if I wanted some tree seeds, I could probably have them at the office in two hours by the time we get There you back, go. You, know, you so. probably could. Let's order tree seeds on Amazon before, as soon as we're done here, see how <laughs> quick we can get them. But the point is, if I've decided I want a, I want a tree, right? then I want it, I have a purpose for that tree. So I want it to bear fruit someday for my family, or I need it to provide shade, or I need it for aesthetics, you know, in front of my house or in front of my building or whatever. That tree has a purpose. There's a reason why you've decided you need that tree, okay? Just like you've decided you need to build the tree of wealth, right? That has a purpose as well. It's for retirement. It's for my grandkids. It's for living out the rest of my life so my kids don't have to don't have to uh, uh, take care of me. Uh, whatever that purpose you have, it's it, you know, it doesn't matter, right? You need to have a purpose, you need to have a reason for it, and then you go find the appropriate tree, plant it as soon as possible, and nurture it properly so that you can get it to grow as fast as possible, right? It's not going to grow any faster than it's made to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you get lucky and you get some some special magic miracle grow, a.k.a. Well, lotto <laughs> winnings and it goes shoots up or something but i mean that doesn't happen to too often does well and it? for that specific tree it's just like any other plant i mean i'm not an expert in the actual growing of trees but i do know you know you give them nutrients you put them in the right environment you know you give them good soil the foundations for things to grow faster uh that does apply here if you're buying an investment property you know you you give it those nutrients, you give it the upgrades, you give it the uh, support that it needs to grow faster and be a more valuable tree or more valuable asset. So uh, those things, they do definitely tie together. So. so here's another correlation. Fast growing trees typically don't live as long. They're more susceptible to, um, to wind, storm damage, disease, Right. And the reason why is because they, they don't dig their roots down deep. So slower growing trees typically have their roots going downward. And it, it's a great foundation for that tree to live a long time. Where faster growing trees typically just get the water on the top of the surface and they go outward. Right. I think you did bring in some actual tree expertise I did. on that one. I did. But, uh... I did. <laughs> I know a little bit about trees. Um, <laughs> So, so, but that, that correlates really well with your wealth building, right? Because if you're trying to go fast, right, there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to understand that that may have a shorter life. We talk about risk reward, right? That's your risk reward. Your risk is you may have a shorter living tree. You may have to bear the fruit of that tree quicker because it's not going to be around as long, 
but you get a reward quicker. As long as you know that in advance that that's what you're doing and that's part of your plan, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and usually if you're rushing rushing anything in life, it's usually not being done right. That's right. right. Um, and I like to, you know, we use this analogy a lot, but uh, I usually tie it back to, uh, you know, big money. Uh, how do the rich, everyone wants to know how the rich stay rich or if they do, you know, there's pretty easy ways to know. But one way the rich, the rich stay rich is pretty simple in this analogy. They have a forest. It's harder to kill a forest. Mm-hmm. Forests create more That's trees. Right. They grow faster. You know, your target is not a bigger tree. It's more trees. It should be, you know, more trees exponentially grow faster together than one tree ever could. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and tying this analogy back to, to time, you can't build a house without a tree, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, every good. house, every house build it out, out wood. there wouldn't be, would, <laughs> was once a tree, right? So it was once a tree. An You're actual right. tree. Wow. Look so, how you brought that all together. Yeah, I love it. See, there you go. It. And we couldn't have made these houses if someone didn't plant a tree one day, whether it was God, whether it was other people, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. The trees, trees need to be planted. <laughs> All right, let's let's All right, let's let's go back. I mean, we've talked about a lot of trees. That's a pretty general term. What type of tree should I plant? Or so, should I just plant a plant? No, <laughs> it's a great question that we I alluded to this when we talked about like you got to know what your purpose is. What's your purpose for the tree, right? And that will determine what kind of tree you plant. So if this, you know, it could be a fruit tree, it could be a tall shade tree, it could be something, I'm only going to be here for five years and I need something fast growing like we talked about, right? Um, You're going to pick the tree or how it looks to you, right? Or maybe sometimes there's an emotional connection to a tree because you grew up with, you know, a special, here you go, Steve, Bradford Pear and, and, (laughs) And you liked that kind of tree because you grew up with it, so you want one on your own property, right? There's all kinds of reasons. So that's the tree. How does that correlate to real estate and building wealth? There's a ton of ways to do this, right? There are tons of different kinds of investment um, instruments, and even in the real estate realm of that, there's a lot of different kinds. You've got single family, you've got rural single family and urban single family, right? You've got multifamily, you've got apartment buildings, you've got commercial buildings. Within commercial, you've got industrial, you've got, um, you've got professional spaces, you've got retail spaces. There is so many different types of ways to plant that tree. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, and I mean, you should be trying to accomplish it based on what your end result is, right? What the due diligence you put into it. Uh, like you said, what tree you grew up with. Um, it's not always the best to bring that emotion into picking which tree you're going to put. It's 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 about your end goal. It's about your your goals in general. And I think you should definitely pay attention to that. You know, said it before, gut feelings are not due diligence. Gut so. feelings are not due diligence. One of my favorite lines from that you've you've coined, Kyle. I love it. Well, so be diligent about the trees you pick or it might grow into, you know, a plant. It might not be a tree that kicking the nuts. So there's nothing wrong with gut <laughs> feelings, but they're not due diligence. They're not due diligence. So Is that correct? Yourself. Yes. All right. All right. We Good. use gut feelings every day. All the time. Right. Just use some due diligence first before you, you know, execute on the gut feeling. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I hope we killed that one. So there's lots of different kinds of trees. Don't if kill our trees. If you're looking for, <laughs> if you're looking for your for your first tree, I always tell people single family is the best place to start with your first tree because it is the most liquid. We've talked about this in the past. If you don't have a lot of wealth and you're taking some of the wealth that you have and putting it into real estate so that you can build your wealth building tree, so you can plant that, then do it with a tree that you know that you could get that money back out of. So that's quickly. the soil to plant the tree in? Hmm. Single family soil. Okay. Let's do it. Single family soil. No, we're talking trees. It's you don't, the best You don't want to get multifamily in there. I mean, there's it's too hectic with multiple families, you know, and that soil could... All trying to get under one tree is just too hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. enough shade. Too much. Yep. No, no. Not enough shade and protection. You need a big tree. Okay. You need a really big tree. Okay. So I guess that's where we should plant it. I was going to ask you that. that. That was the next question is where <laughs> should we plant it? And that is that is that also depends on what the purpose is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much the same answer that we gave. So um, if it's your first one and you need to be, you know, somewhat emotionally connected to the rental property, then do it in your hometown. Do it somewhere somewhere near you. You might buy your first 20 or 40 or 100 properties in your hometown, especially if you live around here. This is a great place to invest. As you become more mature in your investing and you're planting trees, you may start planting trees all over the country or all over the world depending on where that takes you and your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I'm planting some trees in Orange Beach like crazy because that's where my passion and my life and my tree planting has taken me. Yeah, yeah, and it's not all about the soil, right? It's about the location, location, location. Um, Yes, sir. And it could have no location. We've talked about REITs in the past and things like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's not that it doesn't have to be only your tree, you know, in a REIT, you just get a branch of shade out of a very big tree. You know, sometimes that's enough. You still have part of a tree. So. Hey, there's no bad tree though, is there? No yeah. matter where it is? A dead tree, maybe. A dead but, tree. You know. A dead tree that's all dried up. But you can revive a dead, a dead tree. tree, you know. At least in can the you? analogy, I think. Maybe a sick tree you can <laughs> revive. I don't know if we could revive a dead one. So, all right, Kyle, we've killed planting tree analogy haven't we i hope <laughs> i hope every time i say plant a tree from here on out that people who who took the time to listen to this think back on on this overkill of a conversation now once we've planted the tree now what can we can we continue this overkill of this analogy analogy yeah we can we can uh, once it's planted I think you, you know, give it nutrients, fertilize it, feed it, that kind of thing. We need to water it regularly, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that works too. So, what, how would that correlate? So, watering regularly, if I have a single family home, that's basically just kind of paying the mortgage, the taxes, making sure the things that need to be done are done, right? So, that home can sustain itself, right? Mm-hmm. And then... It's like maintenance, Right. Well, Look at kind of. Is water? Are you upset? Your tree needs water. You should well, have expected that at the it's beginning. It's more of a necessity. Watering regular is more of a necessity rather than maintenance. Because okay, so now we're going to get into a, another maintenance issue for trees is trimming. Right now, you see trees off the side of the road that aren't trimmed. Right? Mm-hmm. They look pretty healthy, don't they? No. No, they do. I see. <laughs> I see healthy trees all the time that aren't trimmed. You don't necessarily need to trim a tree. 
for it to be healthy, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's in front of your house and you want it to look good, or you want it to grow the way you want it to grow, or you need it to produce fruit the way you want it to produce fruit, then you do need to trim that tree, right? And that's the maintenance part of it. You can get, my point is you can get away with not doing some maintenance, but it'll look horrible. But if you want it to look nice, then you got to trim it up. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a house, building, piece of real estate. And a lot of times, not trimming it and all those branches and everything not growing right, weighs it down. Weighs it down and makes the trunk. Doesn't grow as weak. fast. You yep. know, you have to accept that. Those, That's right. The maintenance matters. The regular watering matters. You got to feed it. All right. So speaking of feeding it. Not everybody does this with trees, and we know that you don't necessarily have to, but some people that really take extra good care of their trees because they want it to grow faster, stronger, whatever, they fertilize and feed it, right? What does that correlate to? We're talking real estate. That would be – this. I, felt I presented that like a test to you, didn't I, Kyle? You did. It's kind of like a renovation, right? Like an update, <laughs> like updating the home or – putting something in there in the home or building or whatever it is to increase its value, right? So maybe we put in new granite countertops, replace the floors, or did a complete renovation. That would be a lot like that fertilizer and feeding that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it it helps it grow faster. You know, it's an investment in the future. It's, it's a time horizon thing when it comes to waiting for a tree to grow. Um, you know, just wait around. Sometimes you can assist <laughs> and you shouldn't uh, be pushed away or hurt by uh, assisting its growth or when your end goal is for it to grow. So it's, it's they go in line pretty well. I love it. I love it. So what does this all wrap up to? So we've planted a tree. We've learned how to take care of it. We've maintained it well and it's building wealth for us needs friends now what it needs friends it needs friends do it again it's tired of being called a tree it's it wants to be it wants called to a be forest part of a forest i love <laughs> it so do it again over and over and over again right so i heard something i read something this morning that was kind of enlightening toward toward this and and that was somebody talking about millionaires and that first million dollars for a millionaire is really hard to make, right? Mm-hmm. But that process of making that first million dollars requires that you become a certain type of person and gives you a certain gives you certain experiences to get there, to be able to say, I made a million dollars. And by getting there and by becoming that person and having those experiences, it makes the next million dollars a ton easier to make Mm -hmm. than the first million, right? It's not easy still, but it's a lot easier than the first million. The third million probably comes way easier than that million, right? And so this is the same thing, isn't it? That first tree, most people don't get past that first tree. But if they do, they've done it, and it's not so scary. So that person renting, that's been renting their whole lives and their parents rented and their grandparents rented. And for generations, that's all they've known. They've never even considered becoming a homeowner. Maybe somebody like you or I come along and inspire them to become homeowners. And that seems like a really daunting task, but they do it. Now it doesn't feel so daunting because they've done it. 
Well, that's where I love this analogy is it removes a lot of the objections and things people have in their head that maybe aren't realistic, or maybe they're realistic, maybe they're not, but they're not tied towards the goal. Um, when I talk to renters and try to get them, you know, convince them you should be doing this, you should be planting your tree. The end of the analogy is almost more powerful. The end of the analogy is, well, in the meantime, you're standing under someone else's tree watering it. <laughs> yep. Because, I mean, that is what it is. You're, <laughs> yep. you're sitting there watering it for them. And this person may have a forest of people like you watering their trees for them. That's why yep. they don't have to do anything. That's why they keep growing. Um, I'm not saying there shouldn't be a rental market, but <laughs> there's there's pros and cons to everything. But that is what you should see yourself as until you plant that tree, um, if that is the method you're using. Plant your tree. Water yourself over no. <laughs> and over and over again. Or get somebody again. else to. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. You're building wealth. That's that's the only way to do it. And planting the tree could be opening a business, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're tying this to real estate, but this could be a lot of things. You know, this could be investments, stock market, a, a business, um, other non-real estate investments, um, you know, investing in... In another company, if you don't create it, you know, that's, that's a big part of building wealth too um, that a lot of people don't see. Buy Bitcoin in 2013. So, you know, <laughs> regardless of, you know, what the risk rewards are, planting a tree and giving that effort, whether it, you know, it sprouts or not, the point is you're trying, you know. Mm -hmm. The point is you're not going to have a forest without planting some seeds. Mm -hmm. So. I love it. Good job, Kyle. I think we, I think we overkilled this analogy, but I love it. We did a. I think you did a great job of, of helping me explain why I'm always telling people to plant the tree. Right? <laughs> Just plant the tree. Well, and it makes it a more inspiring and easier way to say something. Uh, I like to say one powerful part of this great analogy is it's great in some spousal conversations. You know. Mm -hmm. um, you could have a spouse who just has a fear of, of investing yep. and spending money or, and That's it could right. be tied to real things and real things that happened in their past or nothing or, or un lack of understanding, whatever That's it is. Right. Um, simplifying things that are complicated sometimes is the, re is the reason analogies exist, right? That's, it's simplifying something without leaving out the things that matter. Nothing in what we just said um, or how we use this planting a tree analogy completely negates things that you should uh, pay attention to. Um, that's not the goal. It's to relate it to a mindset, to a goal-oriented mindset. It's interesting. I shared with you an email that I got recently because, you know, when I sit down with people, I constantly talk about this tree planting analogy, right? I use it a lot and I'm constantly sharing this with people. And, and I got an email out of the blue from somebody I'd sat down with, I don't know, I want to say six to eight weeks ago. They're in my office and we're having this whole conversation about wealth building, why you want to do it and do it over again, right? And the email I got back, I hadn't heard from this person since they sat in my office. And I got an email from them out of the blue that just said, I can't get out of my head that I need to get my tree planted. That's how the email started, which for me was a source of pride that this tree planting analogy is working and it's helping people inspire them or keep it stuck in their head, right? That idea instead of losing it, it's helping them understand that 
They don't build wealth until they start. Stick that seed in the ground. That's the moment you start building wealth for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you have the patience to keep that analogy in your head, um, you probably have the patience to let, watch watch that tree grow and nurture it and nope. make it better. And it's fun. It's fun. I have a I have two trees in my backyard that I'm proud of. One has been there for the entire time I've lived there almost, 15, 16 years. Slow growing oak tree. Actually it's a maple tree. I thought it was an oak tree. But I'm proud of it because I put it there. I planted it 15 years ago and I've watched it grow and it's been very slow growing and it's been there before anything else was in my backyard. I've got another tree back there, a faster growing pecan tree that I'm just as proud of because it grew so fast, right? And it provides so much shade and it's beautiful and it's about to, it's about to produce pecans for the first time. It's taller than my other tree. And it's created this great shade canopy in my backyard. Now, again, this is an analogy to wealth building, right? Like, I planted one tree, planted another tree, proud of them both. I've nurtured them both. I'm, my hands are in it. I'm trimming them all the time. I have affected how they've grown through their entire lives because I've cared for them, right? And that's what you should be doing for your your businesses, for your your real estate investments, whatever your trees are. But what I'm hearing is the more trees you have and the more shade you have, it makes it a lot harder to get burned. Ooh, I like it. You know, and when you're standing out there without shade, getting burned constantly, um, it's really hard to stay out of the sun without some shade, isn't it? <laughs> I think we had to end on that note because that we could that really was, take this analogy. You know, we sure. could, we could, and I, I feel, I feel like we're going to go too far with this analogy right now. All right, pod, next week's episode: How to not get burned? No, how to not get burned? I love <laughs> just it. Just kidding, but no, I think we, uh, we, we, we convinced everybody that uh, maybe a good way to look at it is it's just plant, plant a tree, plant a tree, create a forest, create a forest, plant a tree, do it again. Gut feelings are not due diligence. So gut feelings are I don't know important. If that ties. However, they're not due diligence. <laughs> All right. Well, figure out where to plant your tree. Give us a call. Show nope, that's an email. Show me the money at wertpm.com. Give us a call and figure out what location or what soil is best to plant your tree. 817-818-9039. Happy to talk to you anytime. I am Kyle Teshera. This dude over here is John Teshera. And we will be back at some point in time with a little bit bigger trees because we are TPM. We are TPM. We gone.